Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Time and distance are no barrier to energy, and that means that no matter when you're listening, no matter how you found us, you are here for a reason. And I hope something in the next hour lights you up and helps you move forward. Do you believe that the angelic realm is present, is active in our lives? Do you believe that you have a guardian angel, that you have guides, that you have a a spiritual support team who are here to help you? Well, how can we connect then with the angelic realm when we want to receive guidance? Well, it's a very special show. Angel translator Olin Morales is here today to share his journey to connection with the angels and to help us understand some of the rules that govern how guardian angels work. We'll also be talking about a lot more during the show, but I want to get him started in this whole idea of the angelic Angelic realm. Are you ready to meet him? Olin Morales is an angel translator, shaman, intuitive medium, and channel. He helps people connect with their guardian angels and receive healing. He works lo- locally in Los Angeles and also nationally across the U.S., as well as in places like Europe, Canada, Australia, and the Middle East. Olin's work is non-denominational, and he welcomes people of all faiths and no faith. You can find out more about Olin and his work at thecouragetocreate.com. Olin, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much, Karen, and and just thank you to your audience for welcoming me in. Well, we're a very friendly bunch, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with just, I'd love to hear a a bit about you. You're, to me, at least to me, you are kind of new on the scene, and I'd love to know, how did you get to this place on your journey? Yeah, so I have a, I'm learning that too as I'm getting to know people. Um, my journey is unique in, in that I found that a lot of people who do this work, they've kind of known they've had this gift all their life. And, you know, I'm, I'm 30, I've turned 31, and I, um, I really didn't know about this gift until very recently, about uh, almost two years ago now. And that gives me a very unique look at it, where I really am still quite amazed and awed at this work, and I, I kind of want to go around and shake people awake and say, oh my God, there's guardian angels. Do you all know it's real? <laughs> you know, and, and I noticed that people who've been doing this for 20, 30 years, they're kind of like, yeah, there's guardian angels, whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm still in that state. Like people need to know. So yeah, let me tell you my story. Basically, um, I, I want to do a long story short. Um, and I, I want to give this context because I think it's important for those people who are listening, um, who are similar to me, because I think it's helpful. I, you know, I was raised Catholic uh, for many years. Um, in when I was in my twenties, early twenties, I was an atheist, so I kind of got out of faith for for a period of time. 
um, I, I returned to faith during a, a period of time which I call my dark night of the soul. I also call it my, my courage moment. Um, some of those, for those who are not familiar with the dark night of the soul, it's this period of time where just a lot of things just don't work out and you're sort of thrust into a spirit. And I, I felt that really strongly and that was about six years ago. And that's where I would say my true spiritual journey began where I started to uh, just experience intuitive connection. Um, you know, much, most people feel that as, you know, if you're walking down the street and something tells you to go left instead of right, and you, and you, so you trust that, you go left and, and you meet an old friend or meet the love of your life or you find a, a nice bookstore, you know. Um, that's the kind of intuition I would feel and I started to trust it more and more and the more I trusted, the more I found that opportunities opened up and, and you know, miracles would happen and good things would happen. But that was, you know, for many years, it was more of just intuition. It wasn't very as clear it is now. And anyway, so for many years, it was through meditation, through prayer, through just holistic healing that I did, um, going to therapy, uh, going to nature, just doing a lot of self-love, self-healing work. Uh, and then about two years ago, I got a, a very strong calling to leave the work I was doing at the time, I was working as, um, uh, as, a, as a talent scout manager for this digital startup in Los Angeles. I was there for, for some time and I just had a strong calling to leave. And, you know, I didn't really tell anyone that that's why I was leaving. I didn't want to, you know, be like, oh, Spirit's telling me to leave the job. I just, you know, said, hey, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I need to move on and do something else. So I left. For a couple months, I, I do what I, I always do. I just go into deep meditation, trying to understand why I had to leave, what my next step was. And it was during that time that I reached a state which some call the enlightened state. Um, I, I use that word, but it's it sometimes people, I think, misunderstand what it means. For me, it just means I reached a state where I was just really fully present and fully just myself. And I, f I would feel these, these overwhelming uh, feelings of unconditional love. Some people, you know, refer to this as grace, um, and and I would just feel these, these this this just overpowering presence of God, of His love for me that I never felt before. It was so powerful, so clear. I never knew that that's how that's how really we're all supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I you know I had fun with that for a moment, <laughs> and. Not long after, which I found that this is just how it's going to be for most people, I got the calling, which is like, okay, now you, you, you reached this state, you understood it, now you have to go and, and uh, also teach and help others. And, and so from then on, again, it's about two years ago, um, I started to just get these messages um, where the angel would come and say, this person needs your help. And, you know, at first it was like, wait, what? You know, like, uh, and for some period of time, I would confirm for people and I said, well, you know, the, you know, your angel came to me and says, this is what's going on. And there would be, you know, I would sit them down. We would do this healing or, or a reading as it would call it. And, and all this information would come through. All of it would be true, a hundred percent true. At the end of the, the reading, I would have people hug me crying telling me that they loved me and and sometimes it was you know complete strangers who had just met me and it was i mean it was wild and 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 the only thing i could describe it is, is being just you know miracle you know little miracles for these people um that i was just coming into their lives all of a sudden to bring the message of healing of the angels you know really the message that god loves them that 
their prayers are being heard, uh, that they're perfect as they are, all these really wonderful messages that I'm sure we're going to get into a bit more today, but um, all positive, all, all, you know, nothing of this negativity that we hear that spirit's supposed to be in movies, TV, where, you know, everything spirit's like ominous, you know, it's going to be, you know, okay, one day, you know, you know, soon the dark clouds are coming and, you know, beware, you know, it was, that's not the messages I would get, you know, that's the kind of, um, you know, stereotype that I think people have of, of this kind of work that I think I had that I would avoid when I was younger um, because I thought, you know, spiritual messages would be like that. But mm-hmm. I have come to learn through this work is, you know, spirit is very positive and it's it's just, you know, none of it's negative. You know, these beings of light, you know, with some called, I, I call guardian angels, they are of a, you know, they're, they're higher up there and, and they just know that that our life here is just an adventure and we're just growing. And so anyways, to wrap up the story, the last uh, two years have been just, you know, me reaching out to people or people just coming into my life. Some people feel the need to connect with me and I get emails and messages and just literally sometimes I'll be out, you know, hanging out with friends and suddenly this person comes and I just know right away, you know, we connect and, and I know I'm supposed to do a healing for them. So um, the angels are working to bring me <laughs> with those you know, in touch with those people, and those people are, are are coming into my life for that reason. And I know, and and I know that the, whoever's listening to this radio uh, cast is is probably called to listen to this message. Uh, but that's the work I've been doing, and and you know, I get busier and busier every day. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people need help. So. Mm. Can I ask about your personal connection with the angelic realm? What was that? What is it like when you receive? information from angels are you receiving clairvoyantly or clairaudiently are you what what is that like for you can do you see angels yeah these are all great questions um and i'm definitely a person who because of 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 me like as you said sort of be more newer to this i can really speak to it in a way that i think because even this the the terminology right clairvoyant and clairaudient i had to learn this stuff because i didn't really know that it really was true and and I, I, I've come to the language and understood, okay, I'm, I'm clairsentient, so I, I can really read emotional energy. And I tend to be just someone who has had to work a, a lot through the emotion part of my life. And so um, the first thing I would say is that um, I can read people's uh, emotional energy. So I can, I can basically read the chakra system and, and see the energy and understand what the block is just from reading their emotion. So, uh, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I'm not telepathic. I can't read their mind and I don't know their past or the future. Um, but I do know just the energy of the emotion. So I, on my own can, can read that. Now, the other part of the gift, which the angels, uh, which is really the angels, but you know, it's me just, I, you know, again, it's a gift that, that, that I just, it just came to me, um, where I just can understand them very well. <laughs> and so like I can communicate exactly what they're saying. Um, and, and each angel is very unique and different. Um, and that's why I, I came, well, they told me, but also I came to really see that they are the guardian angel because every energy that I, I connect with is very different than the one before it. Whereas, you know, other people will connect with one specific spirit um, energy, right? And it's the same spirit and they have, use the same language, the same approach. This is like every approach is very different, very suited and customized to the person. And so the other, basically the, the other gift other than being clairsentient is just, uh, you know, I don't even know what the word to call that, but basically I just can 
understand what they say. I, I, I know their language, so one thing I can explain for people to understand the language of angels, they don't have past, present, future tense, because for them, everything's happening now. And so what, I'll ha- what happens is sometimes I'll be telling someone, oh, this is going to happen. And they said, well, actually, that's already happening, or, I mean, or that already happened. Right, and, and and it's because I'm using English language, and so I'm using tenses. But really, um, the way they speak their language to understand it, it's all present tense. So it's all happening in the now moment. And so as they speak, you know, I tell people, well, you know, if I use these different tenses, it really means nothing to the angel. They're just speaking in the now moment. So in terms of how, and, and this is something people are always curious about, but it's so impossible to explain. The best way to explain it is I can really understand the, the gut feeling that we all get, the intuition. Um, you know, the thing that when you walk down the street, if it says go left instead of right, or avoid that place, or avoid that person, or go there, or get that book, or go to that meeting. Um, that's what I'm translating. The, the angels are using the language of energy, of intuition. That's their language. So I'm kind of dialed up to like level 10 where I understand it really well. Uh, and most people, it varies, you know, they could be two or three in, in understanding intuition. Some I've experienced their level seven, right? Uh, but sometimes even they might need me because I'm, I'm at a level 10, so I, I, I'm more in tune. And really, it's just my gift, it's my role, my mission is to help people connect with the guardian angel. And, and, and the idea to understand why, why am I needed, and that, that I think that's important to say, is really we all can connect to our guardian it's just that the conditioning, the cultural condition that we all got, that, that has really, uh, you know, is in religion as well, is, is this sense that we really cannot, of our own kind of volition, connect directly with, with our spirit guide or with our guardian angel. And so we really have it in our minds that we can't do that. And so my role is to help clear away that, that conditioning so we can really trust our intuition. And so I only actually meet with people one time, and the whole point is so that we can just get, get it clear of that connection with the guardian angel, and then um, from then on, they, they just continue the, the relationship one-on-one. I'm curious to know, because we talked, you talked a little bit about angels, and then about guardian angels, and then about guides. Can you, as you have received it, as you understand it, what is the difference between an angel or an archangel or a guardian angel or a guide? Are these different, distinct entities or energies, or how do you receive that? Uh, yeah. Here's where we get into, uh, uh, I think, a, a sensitive area, because in the end, when I, when I, how I understand and the messages that the angels give is that we all have a very unique, intimate connection with spirit. And so I try not to essentially color what that is, that experience is. What I can say is that from my direct experience, which is solely with the guardian angels, and you know, basically you could say that I'm the expert in that area, you know, um, I can tell you about the guardian angels, you know, and I can say that I have had experiences and understandings of there being other types of guides and angels, but I'll leave that to the people who focus, you know, people that come to your show who focus on those guys. But what I'll say is to talk about, I'm going to talk about the guardian angels here. The guardian angel, or what we call a main spirit guide, the, the, the thing that makes them special, or what, or we could say what makes them unique, is that they're the ones that are there, they're the constant. They're there from birth till death. 
uh, they're always there with you. You know, it's not like maybe a different guy that might come and go depending on what you need. They're always there with you. They know you better than any other guide. <laughs> and they also act as the kind of, um, we can say, the, the bouncer, so to speak, or the person kind of deciding what other guides come in and out. Right. They kind of are the are the the the, the, the head of the, your headquarters. You know, they decide who comes in and out. Perhaps you could say, you know, if you were the president, the chief of staff or something. Right. <laughs> um, they're the constant. And so and so they will know you better than anyone. Uh, what I've discovered that is unique with my healings and my readings that are different than what I've seen other people do. Vastly different, actually is that they approach the person in such a customized kind of way that's so perfect to them that there's no person on earth, you know, probably living or dead, that could actually talk to the person in the way they prefer and the way that that would make them understand what's going on in their life, right? Because we talk about the obstacles that the person's going through and how they need, how they are going to overcome that obstacle to, to help, you know, reach their potential or heal. And I've seen it time and time again. The approach is exactly what the person wants and needs. And and, and they will say often, you know, if, if anyone wants to talk to me, that's the way to talk to me. That's how to get through to me. And that's what I've noticed is very different. It almost is like talking to the best friend you never knew you had or the, the best sister or best brother that you, has always been there, but you, you never knew. There's one man who told me, yeah, this is the voice I've always heard in my head. I just, the first time I heard it outside of me, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, coming from someone else. So it is this constant thing that is so there that in the first 10 seconds, so you, after the first 10 seconds of kind of nerves, everyone's always nervous at the beginning. At the first 10 seconds, it just kind of go super easy, just complete as ease, complete comfortable with, with the spirit. And that's something that I don't see, you know, and I've seen, mm -hmm. I've connected and also others, I've seen it where um, sometimes you have this experience, you know, it's kind of like meeting someone, say, you know, you know, Tony Robbins, a guru, and say like, oh, he's awesome, he's a nice person, but I don't really know him, right? So he feels still kind of foreign, even though he says, oh, he's a good person and he's here to help me. Um, whereas the difference between that and, say, your best friend that you've known since you're a kid, right? And talking to that best friend and getting spiritual advice from him, you know, um, that's the difference. So the guardian angel feels more like the best friend that you've had since you were a kid. So they know you a lot more. And so there's an insight that you can't get from, you know, say the, or using the metaphor of a Tony Robbins type right. spiritual guide that, that, you, that might be not your guardian angel, but might be a, a guide that, that is from the spirit realm that's wanting to help you as well. So we have guardian angels and the guardian angels, it sounds like embody and bring through that intimate, unique connection that we have with the divine, with our divine essence and the words that I would use. What do our angels want us to know? Why are they in our energy? Why is it so important for us to, to connect in that way? Great question. Um, and there's, I'm going to go in, there's two things. I'm going to go in first into the intimate, personal understanding of this. So let's look, let's kind of zoom in on your audience and, and them listening and, and their personal life and, you know, speaking to them, which is, you know, they, you know, you, you know, you have this, this life that you're living and you're trying to understand what's the point of, of your life and why is this happening and that happening? And, and the 
role of the guardian angel, of the guide, is to guide you through that so that you're not alone, so you don't feel like I have to figure this out on my own. And so they're there so that you can pray to them, ask them for advice, ask them for healing. By the way, that's not, a lot of people don't realize that the guardian angel has healing that you can request. You can say, guardian angel, heal me, and you will feel that healing. Um, you know, and, and, and one of the things they want people to know is that, hey, use us, basically. You don't have to completely do this on your own. You know, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of approach to spirituality. That you do have a guide, and they are there. Now, there are certain things, there's certain rules we can say. One of the things is they can't hold your hand. They can't live your life for you. Uh, so they're never going to say, you know, you've got to do this and you have no choice. You're always going to have a free will choice. They always recommend, here's what I recommend. And they'll always try to empower you to make a choice that you feel is right for you. Uh, but they can't live your life for you, right? So, so at a certain point, you do have to sometimes make a choice based upon, you know, your best educated guess or, or, you know, you try your best at it because sometimes you might be praying, asking for help, but maybe you're not getting an answer. And when I, when that happens to me, I always know, oh, they want me to figure this out on my own. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where I got to live my life and, and I can't rely on them. So, so there's sometimes there's spaces in which you do have to figure it out yourself, but there are, you know, other spaces where you can ask for guidance and for help. So it's, it's, it's saying basically, you know, as much as you can, if you're going through something difficult, going through a challenge, pray, ask for help, and you will get it. Now, you got to be open, you know. So what I found is most people, when they ask, um, they're not open. They're very stubborn. They're kind of, um, I call it sort of the Veruca Salt approach to spirituality. You know, Veruca Salt and Willy Wonka, where she's like, I want it now, and I want it this way. And, I, and she was very adamant that it had to be her way and at this time. And we have to let that go. We have to be more like Charlie in Willy Wonka, where it's like he just he just was himself and he just did the right thing and and, and he you know he just wanted the golden ticket and in the end he gets the he gets the whole factory. But you know, anyways, that's just an analogy. But basically, it's it's when you ask for something, truly ask for it and say, you know, I I need a home or I I need these financial resources or I'm looking for a partner or I'm looking for clarity. But then. Let it go and be wide open to where it could come from. So you could, you could ask. And it, it happens to everyone too. You can ask and say, "I really want a bicycle." And then, you know, when you get it in the mail, it comes in the small packaging, and you're like, "Why is it in such a weird packaging?" And then you open it, and it, it turns out that the it's, it's a bicycle pin. And you're saying, <laughs> "Well, I did, you know, I did ask for a bicycle. It's not exactly what I wanted, but that is, you know, so." It's the sense of you have to understand that what you what God will give you will have the essence of what you're asking for, but it might not be in the right packaging. <laughs> so don't demand that it be in the right packaging. So you know I don't mind what it, whatever packaging you want, and also it might oftentimes it comes either too soon or too late. I've noticed that too. It never really comes when we want it to come, and and so be okay with it being coming too soon or too late. So me, meaning you may pray, and in that instant you may get the answer. So be open to that too. Okay, I might get it at right away, or I might get it in two years, right? Can you really let it go? So, so, so these are the the things that the angels will want people to understand, and what I'd like to share, make people understand is, it's essentially that they can pray. The guardian angels there to be open to understand where the rules are, so what what they can do, what they can't, right? They cannot they 
basically have to respect your free will. So even if you decide basically that you don't want to call on them, they will not, they, they, they can't help you basically. So just, you know, what I tell people is like, hey, you know, just keep, keep praying, you know, like, you know, I, I get as much guidance as I want because I know at a certain point they may, they will give me space to, to basically, you know, they'll be quiet. And I know in that moment they want me to figure it out on my own. And then I do. And then I, I and then that's another thing is, is when you learn that lesson that they were trying to teach you or life's trying to teach you, uh, they'll make it clear to you that, that you've passed the test, you know. And so as long as you're kind of in that space and if you're not getting an answer to the prayer and it's very quiet, know that the life is saying, okay, you not now have to step up, be brave, be courageous, and make the choice based upon what you know to be true. Which in the end, I would say, is always the choice that is love, right? That, that, that's loving to you or the other person. That's always the best choice. Hmm. Um, As we go diving into, in just a second here, before our before our first break, Olene, I know that people, and let's just take about 30 seconds with this, I know that people are going to say, yes, this is wonderful, but how do I pray? What do I say? When you're going to lob a quick question, a quick query to your, to your guardian angel, what do you say? Great question. I think... What I say, if we're going to talk about me, is I ask more, how can I, how can I complete my mission? How can I connect to the people who need uh, my, my healing, who need the, the work that, that I'm doing? Um, how can I fulfill my mission? And so that's how I do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it, you know, we'll probably get to this in the, in the next half, but, right. but we really do have to understand that we're here not just for ourselves but for the collective. Mm. And so I would say as much as you can kind of pray, how can I be of service? I think that's a, a good recommendation. But at the end, I would, I would also be away from trying to tell people how to pray exactly. Yeah. I think everyone has their own personal way of doing it. And I feel like to me, as, as long as what you're looking for is the highest good for yourself and others, it doesn't matter how you do it necessarily. Just know that you can do it and that yes. they're listening. <laughs> and Wonderful. just be open to the response. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Oline Morales. You can find out more about Oline and his work at thecouragetocreate.com. When we come back after this short break, I want to ask Oline about angels and our free will, about manifestation, and much more. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Larry, mind if I sit down? Nope. This coffee tastes like uh, coffee. So what's going on? Not much. What's new? Not much. Okay, but can you please put the newspaper down while you say not much? What newspaper? This newspaper. Oh, dude, what happened to your face? I see one, two, three, four, five, six. Dude, what is this? 11 pieces of toilet paper stuck to your face? I'm shaving in the dark to save energy. I'm helping the environment. That's a dangerous way to help the environment. Well, sometimes you have to sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Dude, there's an easier and safer way to help the environment without sacrificing yourself. Go green, go public. Take public transportation. It's good for the environment and you won't have to live behind a newspaper. Wow. But for now, put the newspaper back up. 
a message from the public transportation systems across the country. To learn more, visit publictransportation.org. I'm home, and I love it. I'm home where I belong. I'm home, and I love it. I'm home where I belong. It's always nice to come home. But these days, many Americans are at risk of foreclosure and losing their homes. Fortunately, help is available. Making Home Affordable is a free program from the U.S. government that has already helped over a million struggling homeowners, and we want to help you. I'm home. I'm home. And I love it. I'm home. I'm home. Find out now what your options are. Go to makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE. The sooner you act, the better chance we can help you. I'm home. I'm home. Where I be. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Sassy! Sassy! This week's episode, Danger at the Old Well. Last one to the old well's a rotten egg! Ha ha! I win! Whoa! Ah! Sassy! Johnny fell down the well! I'm wet! <laughs> What, Sassy? You know where Mr. Gunderson keeps his rope? Go get it, girl! <laughs> what? You'd rather use his time to set people straight about shelter pet adoption? I'm cold! <laughs> people shouldn't be afraid to adopt from a shelter? <laughs> because shelter pets are screened for sound health and temperament? I'm wet and cold! Sassy, what about Johnny? <laughs> what? Let Johnny sit in the well until he learns to be more self-reliant? Sassy! What'd he say? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt. And now back to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager on Empower Radio. EmpowerRadio.com. Welcome back to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Olin Morales. His website is thecouragetocreate.com, and let me kind of lay that out for you. It's the courage, and then the number two, create.com, thecouragetocreate.com. You can find out more about Olin and his work there. And of course, you're always welcome to drop me a line with your questions, your comments, your feedback about what you're hearing on the show today. Do you have an awareness of angelic presence in your life? Do you have a connection with a guardian angel who is working with you, working in you? How do you reach out when you are asking for help from spirit? What do you do? What do you say? How do you open up to that? I always, I love getting email from you guys. My email address is Karen at KarenHager.com. And of course, KarenHager.com is my website. There's all kinds of classes and events and a big picture of me with makeup on. There's all kinds of good stuff on that website. (laughs) Um, Oline, so as we were going into that break, we were talking about... I I was asking you that question about how do we pray? How do we reach out to our angels? Because sometimes people feel that there is a, an obstacle, a boundary. There's something that stops us from reaching across into, I'm going to, I'm putting this in quotation marks into the other world or over to the other side or that other Mm -hmm. place, that, that energy that's, that's outside of our normal experience. And you said something really interesting about how when you first 
woke up to this and began to connect with your own gift that you had thought that maybe messages from spirit would be negative or scary. And I think TV does us all a disservice um, when we're talking about that kind of stuff. How can we get over that barrier so that we can have that loving connection with our angels? Yeah, um, that's a that's a great question. That's a perfect question. And I think that's really the, the question, right? I think it's probably the most important uh, question that we'll talk about today because it's exactly what you, exactly. I think um, in the past, I think I, I, I can connect with, with most people in that you have this experience of intuition where you feel like, and some people tell me this too, they're like, well, sometimes my intuition's right, sometimes it's wrong. And what I've come to learn is that your intuition actually is always right. What gets in the way is the, the thoughts of fear, the fear that you're wrong, the doubts, uh, this, 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 what I call the cultural conditioning of our world, you know, of humanity, where really we're sort of taught to really, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you can't trust yourself. Someone has to tell you what to do. You don't know what you're doing, right? We're sort of kind of taught that we're kind of coming to this world and we don't really know who we are. We need to figure that out. And we need to go all the schooling, you know, you know, 18 years, you know, and then, oh, four years of college, and then if you're a PhD, okay, no, six years, like so much schooling to help you figure out who you are when the angels say you're born already knowing who you are, you know? And so that's one thing to say to those people listening. You need to trust that you were born perfect, that you were born good enough, and this is, goes contrary to everything we get, all the message we get, TV and magazines and everything telling us, Oh, you're you're you know you're too skinny or too fat or you're not smart enough or you're or you're too smart or this you know you're too this or too little that right you know you're never no one ever really tells you actually you're good enough already you actually you were born good enough and that's the message that the angels want to give people and they always give people but that's no one one you're born with this with the, the ability to connect with your kind to be clear my role isn't to give you the connection as if you didn't have it it's to well, it's almost remind you or clear away that block that you're talking about so that you can get back into that flow, into that connection. So number one, just affirm, you know, I am perfect as I am. I can connect with my gut. I know how to do it. It's in me. I have it in me. I just have to let it out. And just affirm, make that free will choice to allow yourself to connect to your guardian angel. Right? That's the first thing. The second thing I would say is you need to be still. And this is something that I've really had a challenge with most people because I tell people, you know, because they ask, well, how do you get better at connecting with your angel? And I'm like, you should meditate. And they're like, oh, meditation. Uh, you know, like, no one wants to meditate these days. And it makes sense because this, this, this feeling that we all have to be so busy and, and, and our attention needs to be, we need to be, you know, watching something or at work or reading something or doing something. I feel like pretty much everyone, and I'm talking, really, I'm talking about America. Can't speak to other countries, but in, in this country, we're so focused on doing, doing, doing that when I tell someone, "Hey, just sit down and do nothing," that seems to be like a hassle for them. They they can't do it. It's like I don't have time, or I don't. And this is the key. This is one of the big keys, guys. Just sit down, fifteen minutes at least every day. Be quiet. Be still. Don't do anything. Just be yourself. Allow the noise of the of the thoughts the emotional turmoil, allow them to just process it, let it be, you know, release all of that. And at a certain point, if you, for example, if you're feeling, you know, I don't know, uh, say it's 
sadness and you let yourself cry it all out, there's a point in which the sadness is over. It, it, it finishes. It's just a temporary feeling. It goes away, and then poof, peace. There really is at the bottom of everything is peace. And so, but you have to let yourself feel the emotion, or you let yourself kind of have a moment where the thought process just, you know, brief moment where it just stops, right? And it's in that moment of peace where the message comes a hundred percent clear. You will not have any doubt because it will be so clear, you know. <laughs> and really, what's getting in our way is that thought process, that cr- crazy, you know, machine in our head that just is always thinking about the past or the future. This thing's going to happen. That's gonna, or our emotional turmoil. Sometimes we're, re- you know, we're afraid of, you know, oh no, terrorists and this and that. So, if if you want to make sure that you're connecting with the guide, you have to make sure that it is in a space where you feel peace and there is no negative emotion connected to it. You know, the angels, they don't have these negative emotions. They, they don't. They just don't because they're at a different level where they see, oh, this is just, you know, it's our limited, you know, experience here in this body and we're going to keep going as spirits. We don't, we don't die, you know, not really. And so they see that and so for them there's no drama. There's really no drama. It's all adventure and that's why it's so positive. And so really, any message you were to get that's negative and just, you know, shadowy and dark and, you know, um, is really likely coming from a place of, 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 of your, your, your headspace or your, or your heart where you're really dealing with emotions or, or thoughts that really coming from the earth, you know, and, and other people that are kind of making you afraid. So, so I would say those are the two main things is the belief and the affirmation. I know how to do this. I was born where I could connect. You know, some people will tell me like, oh, maybe that's that imaginary friend that they, I used to have an imaginary friend and I used to talk all the time and my parents would would talk about how weird that was. And and so sometimes, you know, we, we, we even have stories where as kids, you know, people have said, oh, you know, you had an imaginary friend when you were two years old or three years old. And, and it's, we were talking to our guides and it was not a big deal. Right. And it's when, we, as we grew up, you know, our friends or family members or the teachers said, that's weird, don't do that. Or, you know, you know, we, that you, it was put into our heads that that was not normal and that, you know, you may be seen as crazy. You have to, you know, conform. Um, and so it's about trusting our, our nature, that we can do this naturally, that it's part of our nature to connect with the guide. And number two, um, get still. <laughs> I say that like with 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 this kind of determination because I think it has to get through the noise of of what we see. Everything's so noisy, and I, I like to call it, I call it the quiet. Capital T, capital Q. Mm-hmm. I love going to the quiet because that's where all the answers are. It's not outside; it's in us. Sit still, and you'll get the answer. So whenever I have a a really big you know issue that I'm dealing with, a, a challenge, I get still. And then I figure it out, you know. And sometimes it's the stillness itself that helps you. You don't get a message; you just really get to relax because <laughs> you're like, "Oh, I just, I this the problem was just really I was just riled up," you know. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes the the challenge with beginning a daily spiritual practice or prayer or meditation is that we forget that it's actually joyful. 
It can be done in a way that you love. You don't have to shave your head and sit on the mat for five hours a day yeah. and never have a thought and yeah. only ring the bell. And do, that, that it's okay that part of how we connect with spirit is through lightness and laughter and quiet. And we forget that because we're running so hard after everything else. I love that idea of going into the quiet. You said something about free will, about how our guardian angels won't just run in and take care of everything for us. Another fear that I know just from my own work that people have sometimes is they're getting started with this, starting with the connection. There can sometimes be afraid that they will have a realization that something will come to them and then they will have to do whatever it is. And I'm hearing in what you say that you, like I, am a believer in free will. So would you say that uh, if I get a big revelation from my guides that I have to do something? Oh, that's so interesting. Huh. That's, I, actually, I, I haven't heard that, that, that worry, but that's interesting. I think that if that's coming from your audience, I think we should talk about that because it's important to, to understand this. So here's the thing, and, and you could actually even, we could even talk about it logically. Okay, if you if you logically believe that that we um, are temporarily in this body and our spirits continue on, then this notion of, of fear just doesn't make sense because it's like, well, nothing's going to happen. We just keep going, right? So we can understand logically that they don't. Spirit guides, guardian angels, don't have this fear because they understand what we really are as opposed to us, right? So if we allow ourselves to understand that. We're spirits, we're going to continue on, and we're really here to have an adventure. You know, we're here to grow as spirits. Then we understand that, you know, nothing coming through would ever harm us or would ever be something to be scared about because, in the end, we have the power, you know, and, and, and in the end, when we all end, right, there really is no end. We continue on, so we can, you know, uh, uh, so it, it's not, it's not, at one point it's serious, but the other end is actually not so serious, right? So we, we balance those things. But anyways, to get to your to your question, I think I well, for me, it's a knowing. I, I just know there is free will, you know, I, but I, I understand that some people could have a, the way they perceive it's more of a belief. But for me, I, I just will speak of my own experience. Uh, I for me, it's a knowing it's a there is a free will and, and, and you can get a message and be told, hey, you got to do this and this. Um, for example, you know, I got the message, hey, you got to heal this person. I could have chosen to deny that message and say no. Now, here's where it gets interesting or maybe tricky, I don't know. But your mission or, 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 or whatever it is you came here to do is to be yourself. <laughs> That's really fundamentally it's that simple. And so part of you choosing to go against your true nature would would cause suffering for you. It would make you unhappy to not be yourself. However, you do have that choice. So there's no, there's no for me, there's no concern of getting something that's going to be something I'm afraid of. In fact, when I've done all these readings, people always tell me, they're like, I got nothing in here that was new. I kind of knew all this. It was this confirmation of who I was. I've always known this is who I was, but I was conditioned out of it. That's always a story. It's, it's, it's not getting a message that they're, it's completely from left field. They get a message that's like, oh, yeah, now I know. I do have this gift, and I, I am this way, right? So it's never something completely that they would never want to do. In fact, it's their soul 
dying and, and, and yearning to be themselves, yearning to fill their mission, that even call that angel into, the, into their life in the first place. So what, we, what I can say is, in the end, I think this is one of those tricks of the mind, where the mind really wants to overcomplicate things or create fear when th- there's no need. I would say what I have, my experience is that who you are is your mission. So the angel would never ask you to do something that go against your nature. On the contrary, it will push you to, to, to be yourself. Now, there may be some people who are afraid of themselves, which is a thing. You know, you, know, you could be afraid of your own power, your own gifts, and that's all right. And, and for those people, I'll say, well, you have free will. So you can choose and say, no, I, I don't. Or another thing which I tell people, it's okay to say, I'm not ready. You know, I'm not ready for this. You know, give me some time. Let me wait. You know? you know, like, it's okay to say that. This is still your life. You're empowered. That's why you came here. And that's why the angel, like, like, you, like I said earlier, can't live it for you because they respect your free will. You know, they're not going to make you do something that you, 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 you don't want to do. It, it, that's just not how it works. I agree with you, and I think part of the terrifying, wonderful truth and journey and invitation and adventure and all that of our existence here in physical bodies is that really we cannot be made to do anything. The power is ours. The free will is ours. The choice is ours. We have a lot of tools to help us make choices that help us fulfill our mission right in in your language to be to be ourselves but no one's going to grab you by the hair and make you do anything and for some people that's liberating and for other people it's terrifying and if it's terrifying for you you build a lot of little tiny boxes to hide yourself in and that makes it really hard to connect with spirit when you do that yeah what i would say is fear any kind of fear is is very that's what causes the suffering Mm -hmm. so at least, at the very least, work through the fear. Maybe you don't do anything. You know, like maybe you don't do what, what, what the guide tells you to do or what spirit tells you to do. But at least process the fear. No one wants to. You know, when you feel fear, when I felt, I in the past felt fear. You know, it doesn't feel good. It, it, it causes a suffering. So at the very least, process the fear and, and release it. You know, I would say that if, if you if you. If you're in a place where you're like, I really don't want to do this thing that Spirit's telling me to do, that's okay, first of all. Nothing bad's going to happen, by the way. That's another thing that I've learned. It's like, it, it, it's, there's no right or wrong choice. There's just different possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, one angel called it a, a choose-your-own-adventure experience, <laughs> you know? So that's the way the angels see it. it. It's not, you know, and that's another thing I, I hear a lot, and what I've learned that's different is that people have this thing of like, oh my God, they get so stuck on making one choice if I choose this partner or if I choose this job and it's just so much you know it just there's no right or wrong it's just a different experience it's just a preference so look at it that way don't put so much pressure on yourself again I would argue that's that's a little bit of a trick of the mind that's trying to keep you from making empowering choices by saying this choice is such a big deal and really in the end it's just one one experience I'm wondering what you believe about the reason that we come into these bodies. If we all have the mission and the mission is to be ourselves, why do you, and I don't know the answer I'm asking because I don't know the answer. Why are we here in these bodies at this time? What do you believe? What has been shown to you? Yeah. So, um, and this is part of a little bit about, you know, and I think it's good to sort of to talk about this because I, I didn't want to talk about this and, and it's about this um, this trend right now where manifestation the law of attraction the secret 
has become the focal point of modern spirituality. And there's nothing wrong with it. And I do agree with it, too, in in sense of I understand that we can create our realities. I do believe that. Um, but I think we have to understand that the reason why we came here was not so we could have things and have money and have, you know, the partner and have, have external physical objects. The focus is always on growth and to learn more of who we are. I call it the journey of self-discovery, and that's what my second book that I'm writing is all about. Um, that's what we're here for, is to understand who are we. It's be ourselves, yeah. but then once you make the decision, right, is, well, who am I, <laughs> right? Now you've got to go on a journey of uncovering more and more who you are, more, and I'm still uncovering more and more who I am. There's always more to uncover, and that's why we're here. And the law of manifestation, the, 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 the law of attraction, it's there to serve that purpose. It's not the purpose. We didn't come here to just attract things. <laughs> and it's really what I, I think that was a poor message I want to get out is that a lot of people nowadays in the modern spiritual circles, they're so focused on that, that they lose sight of the reason why we, we have that tool in the first place. It's really to serve us in uncovering who we are, what our gifts are. And really it's, it's the collective awakening, which we're in now which is all of us working together to help each other reach this state of, of what some in the ancient teachings call enlightened state, where we really, this manifestation of God's unconditional love of consciousness, which that this you know conversation would be a whole other conversation, but you know, basically that's what's going on right now. We're all shifting on a collective scale. And that's what I'm uncovering, which is basically that this is all about us growing. It's not, it's really not about us manifestation, about us attracting things or manifest, manifesting things, which is, which is really the focus of a lot of modern spiritual teachings. People are always talking about that. Every other spiritual teacher I've seen is like, and here's how you manifest in attraction. And really one of the things that gets people in the way of, of having that work for them is understanding that the focus isn't you and getting things, it's the collective. How can you use your gift? Uncover who you are. Find out what your gifts are. How can I use that gift to help the collective? And really, it's about healing others and helping people reach this state of enlightenment that can, doesn't just have to be through healing, spiritual healing, but it can be through art. It can be through governing. It could be through activism. All these different ways. So that's what I believe is happening right now. And that's what I believe why we came into this earth at this moment, all of us. Mm. I know that for you that writing is a is a a part of how you express yourself and people who are familiar with your work will know your blog at thecouragetocreate.com. I'm wondering if you can say a little bit. I've been hearing more and more from people who feel that they are guided in what they're writing, that they're receiving messages through their writing. And I wonder if you can just say a little bit from your perspective about the role of writing on the spiritual journey and maybe how that's been part yeah. of your path as well. <laughs> yeah, so basically for about six years and during that dark night of the soul, what came out of it that I talked about you know, at the beginning, what came out of it was his blog. And when I started the blog, I set out to be myself. I set up to, and at the time, what I, my passion was to write. And so I wrote about writing and, and it ended up being really successful. And again, it was just me being myself. And I found that that's a big part of manifestation too, is like be yourself and things just happen, <laughs> you know? And so for about six years, I was, I was, I was doing just talking about me writing this fiction novel, which, by the way, I'm still writing, <laughs> still working on. And it's through that process, through the work that I was trying to do to unblock me 
right, to, so that I could be more creative, all that work, the holistic work of healing my mind, my body, my spirit, my community, everything, it eventually led me to here, to me being this, doing this angel work, right? So, so I always forgot your question, but basically, uh, uh, yeah, writing, yeah. So basically, what I would say in terms of the writing aspect of it is that to remember that the writing is serving a purpose, you know, I, it really is not just, it's fun, but it's really there, you know, make your writing serve a purpose. And, and when we talk about, you know, messages, right, understand that, yes, there is that energy, right, that can give you ideas and messages if you're, if you're tuned in, right? If you're still, you might, you know, go meditate, you might get an idea for a book. But understand that your part of it, your spirit expressing itself, is a big part of the role. So what happens is the co-creation, right? So you get the spirit telling you, here's this idea, and here's what the, and then you come in and provide your part of it, right? So it's the two of you together, God and you, creating the, the creative work. And my blog, which is you know, funny, it's all, it's all about the connection between creativity and life me writing the novel and also me realizing that really my life is the novel that I'm writing, <laughs> you know, so it's this, this, this plot twist, right? So in learning that essentially that's what it's about is understanding that number one, yes, there's, there's a spirit connection wanting to connect with you, but you have, you're here for a purpose too. You, you, you are worth something too, you know, so you gotta you take that message and put it in your own words, you know, you know, make it make sense to you. Package it in the way that that you like, right? So that you're working with spirit. That both of you together are creating this unique piece of art. You know, I would say, you know, especially when working with spirit. If some people are like me and they're getting, you know, they're like mediums and connecting with spirit. I always tell mediums or people, it's okay to assert your energy. So, you you know, you you're channeling your own spirit, you know, as long as, you know, along with you channeling the spirit that you're working with, the, the, the guide or the angel or who, what have you, right? So, so that's important as in terms of writing and in life, um, allow yourself to express your spirit al- along with whatever messages you're getting. Mm. Now, with just a couple minutes left before we're at the top of the hour, this went fast, didn't it? We just with a, just a couple minutes left. Can you tell the <laughs> listeners what your website is and also how they can connect with you, whether that's for sessions or to find out more about what you do? Sure. Um, so um, it's www.thecouragetocreate.com, and it's a two, not a T-O. Um, my email um, is a good place to, to, to use, so olinmorales at gmail.com, so that's O-L-L. I N M O R A L E S at gmail.com. You can send me an email, set up a session with your angel. Um, and, and my website is all the information. There's a, there's a page that explains how the sessions go and all the details there. So you could go to my website to find out that. Um, and in general, I'm open to questions. So even if you don't want to do a session, um, feel free to email me. You know, your audience can email me. You know, I'm sure this usually with this, you know, people have even more questions, right? <laughs> questions open up to even more questions. So I'm definitely open for them to, to reach out to me or, or you uh, if they have questions for me. Mm, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the program. It was great fun to connect with you. Thank you, Aline. 
Thank you. I had a blast. Oh, me too. Isn't that good when it works out that way? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's Olene Morales, and you can find out more about Olene and his work at thecouragetocreate.com. That's the courage, and then the number two, create.com, thecouragetocreate.com. You can also email him directly, Olene Morales, O-L-L-I-N-M-O-R-A-L-E-S, at gmail.com, Olene Morales at gmail.com. And of course, you can find me, give me your feedback about the show. What do you think about what you heard? Did you get some ideas about ways to connect with your angels from listening to this program? My email address is Karen at KarenHager.com. And of course, KarenHager.com, that's you find out who's coming up on the show. There's classes and events and all kinds of stuff that you can find there. And if you believe, as I do, that when we all come together with a collective intention for peace, when we hold light for the collective, that things change, that it makes a difference. I invite you to check out OpenPeacefulHeart.com. We gather monthly, the first Sunday of every month, for a 15-minute free guided meditation. People from around the world are joining that call to focus on peace, to focus on creating change, creating the quiet, as Aline might say, in a stressful world. So that's at OpenPeacefulHeart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.